I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. Welcome back to another episode of Two Angles on Anglin. This is Jordan with my co-host. It's Ryan, guys. What's up? So it's been a it's been another interesting week of weather, but we did get out fishing. I got out two days. I got out Monday and Friday. Nothing uh, super productive, but just getting out of the house and being out on the water was nice in and of itself. Monday got out to Erie. And it was a it was a good day, uh, weather wise, but the watercolor was just not not there. So got out there, graft around a lot. Couldn't find any you know clean enough water, and the water temp was you know like thirty seven I believe when I was out there. So it's still warming up. Got got some uh, room for improvement, of course, but didn't stay out very long. Got off the water there. Then for the next few days, filled some orders for JDO. Been working on that. And Friday, Ryan and I got out. <clears throat> we uh, went out on Ontario to uh, give me a taste of the trolling experience. I'd never been trolling before, so that was our goal. And we did make it happen. We got out there. Uh, took a little bit. We had to f- had to find some clean water yet again, something we've been dealing with and we talked about on the last podcast as well. But we did find some clean water. And we were trying to fi- figure out the pattern. Uh, now, looking back, we have a way better idea. But we did end up getting into uh, one one small brown, which was cool. And then we didn't, didn't troll too much longer after that. And then headed up to Devils and got into one steelhead. And that was it for the day. But it was a... Yeah, it was pouring rain. Yeah, it was raining. It was not great watercolor. It was just, you know. So here's the. It was just a, a day to get out, though. About uh, that session in particular that I yeah. that I made, um, is that we were I was trolling new water, and to be honest, I it was a clean, perfect lie for browns. It was a good color line coming off of the bank clear enough water like three feet of visibility type of water that nice like slate green color um so it was a good zone but i'd never trolled the zone before so had my boards up part of it was working out just exercising like get, making sure the spread was dialed um <clears throat> and uh i was running ladybug challengers and then a fire tiger challenger and then two uh, four inch magnums like bright orange and chartreuse uh, spoons on my downriggers. And like immediately the big uh, uh, chartreuse or the big uh, orange four inch magnum got bit like like before I even had the other rod going. Um, so that was good. Or no, right after I had the other rod going. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. Um, so it was pretty quick, like within the first few minutes. Which I should have taken as a sign, like, okay, this fish here, I should stay. But what I kept, what I did instead, because it's all new water and I wanted to see what would mm-hmm. happen, is I just kept going forward. 
And here's the thing, turning <clears throat> when you troll sucks, especially if you're running boards. So what I'm sometimes guilty of is just doing long stretches instead of taking the effort to pull the gear in and actually make an aggressive turn and reset lines. Because it's time consuming to do it. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And you, you, so you end up <coughs> turn sparingly or you want to ideally not have to turn very often. But the unfortunate thing with Browns is, you know, we, we spent like another hour on, you know, a zigging and zagging through this zone, yeah. but not turning around and uh, didn't touch a fish. Turned around, got back into the same zone. One of the, the uh, boards had a fish on it, and then we dropped that fish. And then within a minute yeah, or less. Yeah, then the was... other board got hit, and we brought that fish in. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, they were here. I should have just yeah. stayed in that in that pocket. So that's that's the lesson learned. And, yeah, like you said at the, the beginning, dude, like this, we're just in this. I keep telling myself, like, um, I got to take the macro view because we just keep getting – these beat downs and statistically they're just happening like really close to each other. And I know I, I mentioned last week that uh, we've had a, you know, a tough winter and the beginning part of the spring due to, to number of windy days. And, you know, now we're at this point where we've had a bunch of windy days all stacked in a row, um, which sucks when that happens. Cause it's like, it's, it, it's just not, there's not been enough time for it to get in shape. You know, I went out, you were out on Monday on Erie. I fished Erie in the upper uh, and a little bit of the lower on Tuesday. Same conditions. I mean, it was yeah. really muddy, um, but we we tried. Uh, <clears throat> and then caught we caught one laker that day, but on Erie, we didn't, we didn't catch anything. I, I even poked around the upper for a little bit. The water was just too muddy, man. Yeah. It's like you said, it's still cold. Um, but we were just experimenting, you know, honestly, I don't fish smallmouth this early and I really won't start going after smallmouth until I see the water creep into the forties. And it's not that you can't catch them before now. It's just like, look, there's a very small window where there's an awesome lake trout, brown trout, and then king salmon bite, um, that like kicks in a little bit or, and a spring run steelhead bite, like that kicks in a little bit earlier than the bass. Um, so I want to do that as much as I can, yeah. because once the bass fishing gets hot, you know, I'll start bass fishing. So I, I don't really, I don't care about what's going on on Erie in the upper right now. Like I, I, I think there's a, there's potential for a good steelhead bite in the upper Niagara if it ever gets clear and Lakers. Like I know they're there, they're there every year. They're just there in different numbers, but th this time of year, they're usually there uh, pretty thick. The Lakers are there just grabbing emeralds because they're starting to migrate out of uh, Lake Erie into the river to spawn. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, then Wednesday, I trolled, took me forever to find clean water. And Wednesday was the day that the water got into shape, like clean water out in the lake. I wanted to troll. Uh, it was the day that the water was just coming into shape. And uh, it was supposed to get ridiculously windy, like later on in the mm -hmm. afternoon. And, uh, well, the wind started early, took me a long time. Bottom line, Wednesday was tough. It was one of those days where, uh, we caught a Laker in, in Devils and just called it before noon, but it was one of those days where it was like a borderline call. Um, and I hadn't fished out there in a while and there was a small window. And if I could have found fish, it would have gotten magical. Like 
in clear water. Like yeah. and the fish are in dirty water right now. Like we fished through dirty zones and just didn't touch anything. But screen was was stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, went to Devils and fished stained stuff, but we caught that Laker and and by noon the current was just raging through there because of the wind speed. It's it one of those days where you know in retrospect I should have canceled it, but we could have potentially had an awesome session. I thought it was worth a gamble and it just wasn't. So I failed. And then, uh, yeah, Thursday or Friday. So Thursday, everything was wrecked yeah. and the wind was crazy again. And then Friday we had that little kind of settled down period so we could fish. The river clarity wasn't great, but <clears throat> we ended up getting that steelhead through that. And then anyway, you know, and then I get the, then the weather got insane again, close to an inch of rain dumped more huge so now the you know we're recording this sunday afternoon and the river's trashed you know uh lake ontario's just stacked with mud like the only way to get to clear water is to go far east of here um or go into canadian stuff um you know so i cancel my trip for tomorrow i mean i I'm, i'm gonna go out tomorrow anyway um I just want to go look around Ontario. I had to get, I fixed one of my uh, downrigger tracks today. So I want to make sure I test that out. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the rest of the week for next week looks pretty good though. Um, you know, like the wind, there's a couple, like, I think there's like one violent wind day in the mix, like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday looked kind of sketch. Um, but south winds, not west winds. Um and then it also looks like the temperatures are going to be in the 40s and 50s a bunch next mm-hmm. week. Um, so windy but sunny. Like um, today, we it's most it's mostly north winds, but uh, temperatures dropped by a lot. But now it's just going to come back up. So I think on average, like daytime highs are going to be warmer next week than they have been all year. Um, which that'll help. That that'll get things oh, yeah. that'll get things started. Get the water temp going upwards. And... Yeah. Getting the fish more active. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's that's more what stable I, conditions too. With the hopefully water uh, cleans up right. and stays clean. I mean, that, that's uh, that's the hardest thing to uh, about about this life of of, uh, of guiding is how do you occupy your time, or or even how do you have a like how do you create a viewpoint that is just long and wide visioned right like so i just think it's it's entirely possible like so since i've been guiding um it, there hasn't been this number of like highly interrupted days where like where you can't fish like the number of unfishable days is is quite high since i've been guiding um but that can change you know i'm talking year to date mm-hmm. but that can change and dude, you, we could go through a stretch where we just have a particularly violent, you know, uh, windy year for whatever reason, and then it's just not that way ever again. You could mm-hmm. go like three to five years um, where it's just like you get a totally different—not totally different, but a weather pattern where we're not getting hit with as much wind. Yeah, you know, and we have uh, a little bit more stability, and so you get like huge stretches of, of fishable days and. Um, it, it all just tends to come back, and it, so if, if it, but it's very difficult 
for me to uh to center myself along that you know um like if you're working in a job that's uh not wholly dependent on what mother nature is doing this is just like the environment is is at worst an inconvenience for you yeah right you know like getting to work through the snow or through the yep. rain or whatever <clears throat> you know and at best it's enjoyable that you can go out in it and um when you feel like it but uh not when you not when you work in it and you rely yeah, on when it it's for... your office yeah and right. you, yeah so and mother nature's unpredictable so yeah you don't really uh you have to really go with the flow of that pun intended but uh yeah, because it, it you know there's only so many days you are truly gonna be able to fish and uh, yeah like you said every year it's gonna be different as well like slightly or every few years it'll be uh, a big surge like that where you're not gonna be able to get out at all or like some years you're not gonna be able to get out ice fishing you know like right. uh, like this year yeah instances like that so it's always in flux yeah I, it's like uh, the shorter term view of like. Uh, being concerned about not getting a bunch of trips in now because what it comes down to is i'm booked and i just keep having to reschedule yeah. which that's inconvenient but whatever it's you know i'm that's just, part of the guidance right I'm, I'm lucky and i have uh that i have clients that are that are flexible and a lot of them are locals so they can kind of shift their schedules around and they understand um but so I'm booked, like, so everything that I can do to stay in business is done. Like, the only thing that I can't control is Mother Nature. Um, and, you know, I just had, like, being centered along that thought is tough, you know. And that's just a, that's just an invention in, of modern society, right? Like, it's just, that's not, like, a natural state to be in. Yeah. Um, you know, where you're thinking... Like I got to do X number of activities in this month and you're like certain, like conscious about it. Or I got to bring in this amount. Like when you, you're just staying alive on a day-to-day -day basis, gathering, hunting and gathering food is, is how the, the mind is wired. If you got all the food, you're just kind of chilling. Yeah. You know, it's time to relax. Yeah. There's no need to expend calories if you've got a, a right. lot to, yeah. <clears throat> you have a good time and just, just, just relax and, and take things in. You know, but they'll you once once a day or so, maybe once every couple of days, you go out and harvest an animal, fish, whatever, mm -hmm. and then you chill and eat, and otherwise hang out in hammocks and just chill. Yeah, you know, or you know, reinforce whatever your dwelling is that you're living inside. Um, yeah, you know, firewood wherever you're at, like just those, those uh, right, those absolutely essential things yeah now we uh we we can get bored easily and like, and i'm yeah sorry no no but and, and like even just uh i don't know like just marketing those even those aspects that we already talked about that are so natural like taking them and twisting them into other things and this whole marketing behind, like, you know, fire starters and chopping firewood and yeah. all of that. And, like, all these rabbit holes that you can go down. But, like, at the, at you know, going back to the simplicity of everything. And, you know, it's like 
those are just like the normal if you're living in in tune with mother nature and like involved in it those are like the natural things that you're going to be doing anyways right. you know but then when you're not in tune with that it's very easy to go down that other rabbit hole where it's uh because you have no idea so then you're gonna you're gonna believe anything that's thrown at you like oh this will work that'll work you know yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but but we 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 preach about this stuff all the time. I just think that like, uh, I'm doing better at having a longer view, but I'm not gonna bullshit anybody that I'm still plagued by the uh, the numbers thing. It's uh, but I've I've you know I've just gotten the business to the point now where. As long as I do what, what I need to do, like eventually it's all going to pan out. Mm-hmm. And even as a small business owner in, gen- in general, you need to have like a little bit of faith that things are going to be okay. Um, and if you choose to not have that faith, then the, the other thing that you could do is just develop alternate sources of income, mm-hmm. you know, which I have anyway, you know, so it's, uh, and I have, you know, and I've throughout my life, I've saved a bunch of money. So I, I don't, there's no real reason for me to be stressed. You know, it's just there from the stress is there because it's a personal sense of accountability, but you know, so the equivalent in in like hunter gatherer times would be, I got a solid enough dwelling. Like if I'm a Northeastern Mm -hmm. tribes person that lives in a longhouse or whatever, like my dwelling solid, it's on a good piece of ground. There's plenty of game around me. You know, I got friends, a family group, you know, an extended tribe or like basically a community that's that's close. Like I got all my needs are fulfilled. Right. Um, so if, if you live at that level of simplicity, you're you're good. You know, so that's where I try to like center myself in that zone, um, because if that's all I if my main way of, of living is reliant on uh spending time out there and when it's particularly hostile and it's Mm -hmm. just not it's just not something you can do then there's got to be like that you got to figure out a way to get back to that zen like state that they must have had you know that's what intrigues me most about uh the people in guyana man like i just don't think boredom you know i don't know if it's a if it's a manifestation of of the western world like I, i just you know I don't know. I, I, I don't think that the phrase that I'm bored ever really yeah. comes out. And, and it, it's almost maybe not necessarily boredom, but just the the feeling that there's a need to have to do more. Right. So, like, yeah, be, because it might not necessarily be bored, but it's the feeling that you have to keep doing more. Like, you know... Uh, but yeah, like going back to like how you said, even then, like the Zen like state, it's like, yeah, like if if they didn't have, you know, these a hundred thousand other things to have to worry about in life, it's just like those 10 that we talked about, like, then what else are, you know, you're going to be able to chill, sit back, enjoy the scenery, watch the sky and not have to worry about anything else. Because unless you make up something else, it really isn't anything to worry about you know when you're safe like the maslow hierarchy of needs like when you, all those are met for you like you know you're good to... well the, the the thing is dude is that our whole existence at this point 
Um, like, let's just be real about it, man. Like, being an advocate of simplicity is is just like that's just like if the whole country, if this became a trend across the country, it would be highly disruptive. It'd be. I'm not saying that it would be as dis disruptive as is AI, but if all of a sudden you had a bunch of people that started consuming less, um, think of who it would hurt in the service industry, you know, it, it would hurt people that uh, make furniture, it would hurt people that build houses, it would hurt people that uh, fix roads, you know, it would hurt people that work in restaurants, it would hurt people in my business, um, you know, so it's, uh, or, you know, what we're really talking about is pri prioritizing experiences. If you have money over, over material stuff. I mean, that's just what I, the general consumption, you know, is, uh, is an experience based consumption that we're talking about. Not, uh, or I mean, a material based consumption, yeah, not, not experience based. Um, it's just two different ways of, of, of living life. But if you decide, like, if you have extra money and where you allocate your caches and material stuff, well, then you're consuming in a way that's we've all recognized is unsustainable. But if we advocate against that, like lots of people lose their jobs, you know, and there may be a raw materials thing from China that, that could impact things there, too. I mean, I, I don't know, but it would be highly disruptive. So but there's no. That's why I think these things just, um, I, I can preach, but they ultimately end up just panning out over time. And where I'm, where I'm going with that is we just have this tendency now to be so focused on the drama that the rectangle presents and we're not paying attention to our own like neighbors and neighborhoods yeah. and stuff and local, local yep. businesses, right? Like we're uh, a lot of people just buy stuff off of Amazon, um, you know, like retail's dead or it's dying, like it's on its deathbed. Um, you know, it's just it's just strange. Uh, you know, I, I, the other day I was looking up all of our local politicians just because I don't even know who they are. And I don't know how many people actually do know who they are. Um and what they're responsible for and what they do. Like, when you think about it, dude, like, why would a lot of people be so wrapped up in what our president has going on? You know, like, why do we care? Yeah. I mean, I guess on a foreign policy perspective, you know, like, if we're sending, uh, you know, troops overseas to war, but even then, dude, our country's been so anesthetized that we don't even care. Like, we, we have troops all over the freaking planet right now. Uh, it, it, like, we're operating in all kinds of countries, and our, our country's totally blind to it. We don't know. We don't ask the question anymore. And we've been conditioned to, to, to think that way. We've, uh, you know, but we, we're, you know, we're not paying attention to local stuff. Like, think about, like, even true. Like, local news. Who pays attention to local news? Boomers, you know, uh, that's about it. Like local newspapers are dying across the country. Like nobody wants to be a local reporter. Yeah. You know, that's hard to. Uh, I can't say honestly that 
So today I was, as I was packing stuff up, I was picking up a newspaper and I found a fishing section from the Buffalo News. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Bill, so Bill, but nobody Bill, like that. I I, I don't do yeah, it. Dude. People my age don't don't That's, read you, that. Like, don't I, do when that, I asked you, know? you like, like my my generation, if you fish, know who Bill Hiltz is, and you know like the fishing column in the Buffalo News. But that's because when we were kids, for a long time, that's all we had was the newspaper and local news. Now you got because we didn't have the internet. Yeah. Um, and we so you know since the internet came about. And then, especially since iPhones came about, people are so just connected to the rectangle existence that, like, what's actually going on right in front of them is less consequential, yeah. right, than it used to be uh, years ago. Because local politics is arguably, like, orders of magnitude more important than national-level politics. Um, it's just, it, like, the, the condition of the roads, the... Yeah. Like, What's it affects going, you way right. more directly and immediately. Hundred percent. The the condition of infrastructure. Yeah. Um, you know, local businesses like, uh, you know, crime, wh- whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want your kids to grow up in a in a safe neighborhood. You want them to go to a good school. You want you ideally, you would like the school, the infrastructure of the school and the teachers to be state of the art. You know, uh, all that stuff. We're not paying attention to it, and then. We uh, we have no idea, you know, what's going on locally, or lots of people have mm-hmm. no idea about what's going on locally. Um, you know, going back to the retail is dead thing. Like, it's uh, imagine if everybody around here had the mindset that uh, their first instinct to buy tackle would be from somebody who makes it locally right imagine if that was yeah. somebody's instinct if that was somebody's first instinct and it's it sadly is not in a lot of ways oh it's definitely not in but not even just fishing tackle but across the board yeah and yeah. like in the food as we were talking about uh that's why amazon's well. so successful yeah and it's you know or any online ordering it's like okay well you never, I can buy, I can send something to someone in California. And if I did have a storefront, they would never have to visit, <clears throat> excuse me, have to visit it. And that just, yet again, like, okay, that's cool that you can get your products out that far. But why, like, there's people here who are buying the netheads from California, like people right. who make them out there. So it's like, why is that even like a, a necessity when you could just you know, have it right there. Right. Like I'm, I'm not arguing uh, that somebody shouldn't have the capability to sell their wares online. Yeah. For sure. What I'm saying is, is that as a consumer that you, you should target, in my opinion, you should target manufacturers that are local. Now people are going to say like, that's like anti-capitalistic. And what I would say is like, yeah, um, it's it is kind of anti-capitalistic, but it's in favor of of helping to develop your community mm-hmm. and what's what like the things that can actually affect you that are in your face every day. Um, you know the the looking at the world as it's just this one huge interconnected place where everybody's just trying to maximize personal benefit. Like you're just missing that's that mindset is totally enabled by the rectangle 
you know, and, because you're just missing what's going on ar- around you. Like, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about this yesterday that if you have a child that is, you know, and they're basically from age probably seven or eight, maybe younger, up until they're 18, and they are in the backseat of your car while you're driving, what do you think's going on? Now, what do you mean? Like, what, what's happening nowadays in that yeah, age if, range? If, if, in there's the an age, if there's a kid between the ages of five... They're on a phone. Yeah, they're on a or device. Or an iPad or something like that. Yeah. 100%. They are uh, not looking out the window. No, they're they're not looking out. They're not taking in the scenery around them. And it's not even it's not even just about taking in the scenery, dude. Like it, that's a huge part of it. But you might you're just missing, like how many when like in, in you know, every, there's probably lots of people who are listening to this that um you can probably you probably can't remember the last time that you watched a light turn green like you probably looked up and saw it mm-hmm. that it was green but you probably didn't see it turn because you were looking at your phone like uh it's for some people it's probably been a long time yeah. um which my point is like like pay attention like our roads around here are freaking trashed right now dude i don't know you gotta you... pay attention you're gonna you're gonna be dude some damage. yeah i don't know i don't know if, if uh if that's the same everywhere man but th- like this past winter with the blizzard and everything yeah. and how crazy shit was like the roads around here are trashed yep. like all over the place and you know like and we gotta we gotta do some repairs i mean it's a really old city too uh, I mean, it's one of the oldest and one of the like the first wealthy cities in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, you know, I I just uh, it it kind of bothers me that I think so many people, myself included, are far more engaged with the video game world in which you are an avatar of your physical self that's inhabiting this world, you know, like so many people spend time as an avatar in a virtual world, Mm. you know, so this is that, this is the conversation that uh, I have with my daughter and it's a conversation, uh, or it's something that's relevant to you, but it's, it's particularly relevant for our daughter, like without, for my daughter, like, uh, patterns of life. Uh, and how like AI and augmented reality is going to change. It's going to put a choice in front of people. I think it's so like, think about this, dude. When I was a kid from education was basically the same from like the 1950s until the late 90s early 2000s um no even really up till yeah about up till about then the internet didn't exist the schools were built in the 50s and it was this this assembly line mentality of Mm -hmm. going to different classrooms and these different subjects the curriculums have changed they've been modified to some extent but it's the pattern of life 
like the nine to five, like eight hours school yeah. day or whatever it is, that whole thing hadn't changed mm-hmm. until the internet showed up. And the internet kind of changed it. Like it, it, uh, it allowed you to do some classes online or whatever, but it sped up your ability to learn and it helped, it, it made like writing papers and stuff a little bit more efficient, maybe even reduced books or whatever. But then, so then you carry that forward to the pandemic where we kind of figured out that um, we can all do school online too. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic also forced people even deeper into social media. Um, yeah, you got on the time. And got, and got so many people connected to it. Um, and now, like, every there's, there's an if you spend any time online, there's an avatar version of yourself, you know, that you occupy. So... Now, now we're going to get to the point where if you if you have a headset type of augmented reality and you have like an AI capability that knows what you like, right? Like because you're because everything that you're doing on your phone that you're looking for and searching is just a signal, right? But it, just imagine video games developed that in uh, worlds built that based on your desires and the things that you like to see, it's tailor made for you. Um, I, I just, that's entirely going to happen in, in, in our, like in our lives for sure. Right. But that's I, the, the, but yeah. the, but the yeah. thing is, is that what, what's, what's different, like my generation, most of the boomers won't see this, but my generation will be the last generation. A Gen Xer will be the last generation to know what it's really like to live before the internet. And, uh, so we kind of know what living in like this world, the real world is like, like we know what that is. Right. Uh, But your generation kind of not so much, definitely not so much, but still like there's, it's going to get more and more complicated, but my daughter's generation, I mean, they basically, the kids that were going to school during COVID, they were directed to spend time online in order to get schooling done. Mm-hmm. And it was like marginal at best. Yeah. Uh, the educations that they got out of it. Um, so now if you have a, a, an AI type of type of capability that can basically draft lessons for you as a school teacher, or that you, that'll write, that'll solve math, complex math problems for you. Like, like take, for example, in school, um, nowadays they don't do spelling tests. They don't even do writing handwriting. Like, uh, they don't, they don't do handwriting beyond curt or beyond like standard letters. Yeah. They don't do spelling tests. Why would they? I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, uh, put something on, uh, down, you're not going to write it anymore. Oh yeah. I mean, you might be able to write a little note, but that's just a spelling test. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's just like something simple. Chances are you're going to type it and text it or email it. And the the, 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 the autocorrect is going to just draft it for you, Yeah, you know, and you could just speak it now. You could That's just speak true, it yeah. into the phone. Like, I'm not saying that, look, this goes back to the conversation <laughs> that we had about like reading versus yeah. podcasts yeah. versus watching podcasts on, on like Spotify, for example, if, if like the Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan, a bunch of other uh, Spotify podcasts that actually are part vi- that are video mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You can go back and forth between uh, audio and video, and it's uh, 
I don't know. It, you're watching it, but you're listening to it. So if I if I turn away and just listen to the audio, am I doing something different? Or if I read the transcripts of those podcasts, am I doing something different? I, I don't know. It's the same. I guess it depends yeah. how you uh, take in information best, like personally. Right. You know? And and I think everybody's built a little bit differently to yeah, do so that. So that's a good aspect of it. It offers that so people can, uh, of course, right. consume it in whatever way helps them the best. But I, but I don't think that any one way is better than another. Yeah. I, I just think the whole word better in those things. And mm-hmm. it, the same thing you could use towards writing, uh, with your handwriting mm-hmm. or spelling. You could just take that same heuristic and just apply it to those things. So now if you put an AI in the mix... That can like, you just give it your its math problem, your math questions, and it solves it all for you. It's like okay, that's it, that's incredibly disruptive. Yeah. Like, you know, what does school become now? Yeah, well, like yeah, you're because once you get out into the real world, like any of that, like you don't. Why would you even need it? Because you could just boom, done. It's there. Right. It's yeah. it's uh in in our lives, it's going to be very disruptive. Um, and. I think part of solving that disruption is just protecting your area and uh, your your home and trying to grow things like grow like create like a self-sustaining environment that's local mm-hmm. you know like you could with with things decentralizing there's with, with the downfall of that is it increases the cost of things but if the costs increase, that's fine. The reason why the costs increase is because the supply chains are a little bit uh, more, co- like that, the person who's manufacturing local has to pay more. Mm-hmm. It has to bring in things from other locations to be able to assemble it. Labor, though, is the main reason why it's going to cost more. And But who cares? Because the people, like, let's say, for example, I go in and buy something that's more expensive because it's made locally. Well, that per- the money that I'm paying there is to an employee that lives there. And that employee is just going to spend that money locally anyway. So it's it's disruptive to the local economy, but it at least enables potential job creation or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's an incentive to to focus locally when things start getting this this weird. Mm-hmm. Um that that's my that's my main point. I I and my daughter is you know, like her generation is, is going to see, they're going to get tested. You know, there will be in some weird way, there'll be jobs that you could just put a headset on and, uh, an engineer, you know, using an AI, there's going to be jobs that, that do that. So it's like, how much do you want to, you know, how much do you want time to be? I mean, should it just kind of like that, those black, you ever watch black mirror? Oh, yeah. I wa- I was watching it for a while. I got to one episode, and I was like, "Whoa, that was uh, that was real intense." And I stopped <laughs> stopped watching it after that. Oh man, you got to watch it. It's uh, there's an episode where, for part of like whenever you want, you could move into this structure and ride a bike all day, and it generates electricity. I know that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, if uh, Matt. You know, yeah, I'll tell you right now, like if I was just wanting to get a workout in and I could just do cardio and get paid to do cardio and it was a cool setup, like with a VR, like jogging situation. Hell yeah, dude. I would totally do that. 
I would totally do that. Like, I'm not, I, I wouldn't like live there at yeah. the level of the, the like what was going on in yeah. that Black Mirror thing. But hell, if people want the option to live there to just pump away, you know, I mean, it's kind of a wild concept. But I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I didn't view that to be too problematic. It's, uh, it's an idea for latency. Yeah. You know, um, I just think that it, we like we've made this unfortunate turn. You know, over the past like decade plus two decades really and exacerbated by covid we've made this this uh drastic turn towards online existence um and it's 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 just only getting worse you know when i when i think about uh all this ai stuff that's starting to really escalate now um it's gonna get weird yeah, and even like interpersonal relations, uh, as as we've talked about, like people my age, like that's a huge struggle with always growing up with screens, yeah. and as you're saying with retail, like you know retail going away, it's like that's less opportunity for a lot of young younger kids to have uh, jobs, jobs and in person interactions. So right. like you're you're degrading that as well, and. Uh, I guess long term, you have no idea how it will play out, but. In the short term, it's quite clear that like the more time you spend on your phone, like the less uh, less capable you are usually of having an in-person interaction right. of any sort, uh, whether it's customer or even just friends, family, stuff like that. So it's uh, yet again a choice, and like like you said, I guess it's like what pattern do you want? Do you want your pattern of communication with everyone to be through the device, or uh, would you rather it be in person? You know, that's kind of a, a choice that you're making. Right. So, uh, I guess to each their own. It's a interesting. Yeah, like, the, here's another thing to think about. Like, if you were to, your uh, weekly rhythm involved going to, like, one day a week going to a new restaurant. And sure, it's more expensive, but the following day, eat ramen, you know, whatever. So like make a yeah, little yeah. make make a little sacrifice to explore something new locally um like just think about where like just look first before you buy from Amazon look first to see if there's a place to buy it locally and just do it one like like even for food for example like if you go out to eat that consumes time that you're not sitting down in front of a device like you're yeah. out exploring a new That's environment you know, the other thing too is just make your food as often as possible. Like, don't yeah. microwave it and try to buy stuff fresh and buy it locally and go out and get like only a couple of days worth at a time to yeah, keep it fresh keep so you're not storing a bunch. And... Yeah. And then and here's the thing and people say, well, that's more expensive. And it's like, yeah, it, not really though, because yeah. you'll just end up eating less. Mm -hmm. um that that food will be filling mm -hmm. and uh More you'll eat less tends to and uh, right you'll yeah. eat less and might even lose some weight if if uh if that's uh, something that you want to do mm -hmm. but and even as, as we were talking about uh before the podcast and everything like whatever it is like beef or like try and find a a farmer and like get it get a connection going so that you can source if you know people who hunt and fish uh you know, if they are in the excess category and they have enough, they will will probably gladly give you some. So just sourcing stuff like that and knowing people and supporting your local community and 
as I said, with like the maple syrup and honey and all of those different things, like if, yeah. you know, and all the benefits that come from eating food, like uh, locally to you as well, like for your uh, immune system and everything, it's like just a, a super win-win situation there. And yeah. uh, being more in touch with your, your ecosystem and your community and just. Uh, exactly, man. You can see how, how your, your neighbors live and, um, you know, you can see what food is available to you around here that you actually have locally have the capability to produce if, and maybe even register demand for something uh, new to be produced, which could increase somebody's, there's a job opportunity there, mm-hmm. or there's a, an opportunity for somebody to make additional money. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's time to start thinking about that stuff and, and paying attention to it as, as, as often as you can. Yeah, and, and exploring lo- locally, and and we we talked about this uh, a, a few times off the air, but there's so much to do, like within your community that you don't even realize. Like, yeah, we do talk about traveling quite a bit as well, and yeah. going all across the country, but that's not always an option, you know. Like right now. For example, yeah, you dude, know, when you go is, on, it's like a small percentage of the year. I'm yeah, like the vast majority yeah. of your consciousness is not spent traveling. Of course, you know, and so like you, you're on a stretch where you can't fish for five days or what have you, just due to weather. Okay, right. well, what can you go explore locally in your town, or you know, for whatever hobbies you do, or you know, uh, you can go throw axes one day at some place, or you can go shoot archery another right. place. You could. Go ice skating in the winter. You could book a fishing guide. You could go out fishing. You could go all of these possible options, mm-hmm. but people don't necessarily think to think to do that or look locally for all these hidden gems. And uh, if you want to support your communities, like there's this uh, Instagram page I can't remember the name of it, but it's all stuff that's local buffalo and th- uh, different places. So like you scroll through, it'll be restaurants or uh gaming places and all this different stuff and it's like something as simple as that like you're getting way more involved in your community you're gonna see things that you had no idea were there you're gonna yeah, meet people step it's out like, buffalo and buffalo rising both do a great mm-hmm. job of that so I've, I've worked with stuff out step out buffalo for years mm-hmm. and uh yeah they, they do a great job there's all types of capabilities like that you just yeah. gotta look yeah that, that's the that's a huge way to support your community and uh get more in touch with what's going on around you as well yeah it's just like what, what what got me thinking a lot about it man is so i've talked about this before but i'll i'll uh just recap it a bit so i, I listened to the joe rogan experience podcasts you know pretty frequently like if, if, if it's an interesting subject matter i don't typically listen to the comedian stuff i listen to other mm-hmm. the other ones but i will listen to the comedians from time to time too uh, i listen to the huberman huberman lab more not because i'm because i'm i'm just interested in what that group of people how they think mm-hmm. these engineers uh at at the people that are trying to you know re-engineer biology like or trying to understand biology at a level that just in my opinion should be built through mindfulness but i'm not knocking it yeah i just i think it's interesting and i'd like to understand the people that are thinking that way or at least learn about it um you know i get news from breaking points 
um, which is like national level news focused and, uh, you know, dark horse podcasts, like mm-hmm. all kind of grand, not grand, uh, like country focused, even, even international pol- like foreign policy focused, um, that type of stuff. And if you listen to like any type of national level news type of thing or the things that focus on the national level, there's this narrative of we're divided. And uh, it's just weird, man, because you can, uh, this is what you think, but like when you're walking around through your neighborhood and all the people that you interact with or people that work at the stores that are around you, that's just not what happens. You know, like you're, there's no, there's no evidence locally that we're divided. There's evidence that uh, our avatars are divided, but that's like, that's a video game, you know? So I think like our basest nature in the video game or our basest nature emerges through in the rectangle. Um, but that doesn't have to be who we are. That's not really who we are in the real world. Like in the real world, if assuming that every the, the world that we experience with our five senses is air quotes real, um, in that world, uh, we don't behave that way. You know, we don't behave that way at all. And I just think it's just, it's just so much easier that way. Like why, <laughs> like, and it's way more pleasant. It's just far more pleasant to be in that world. I remember what it was like in that world. I remember, uh, cause I have, I've never left it. I was born prior to it and I know what it was like before it and like getting away from it as much. It's impossible to get a, if you're a small business owner and want to be successful over time it's impossible to not be engaged online in some way, you know, like you have to at least have a storefront, you know, you have to have some sort of presence because your generation. Yeah. It's all social media. Yeah. Right. Check it it out on there. Exactly. Like you're looking to try to build, you're looking up the avatar. You want to know what you're getting into. Um, I mean, it's, that's why I like dick pics and like, I don't, I, I get it, but it's like, dude, really? Like we got to go, I mean, but that, that's just the whole thing. That would never have been a thing when we were growing up. Just uh, never. Not the um, option. Yeah, it's just crazy. But, you know, I, I don't know. That that's uh, it, it, It's a completely different world. Like, like, it's a monumental difference of, like, internet, yeah. no internet. Like, your whole entire relationship with obviously your people and your whole entire community has altered because of it. It just seems like right now we're, um, there's the largest incentive ever since the internet's emerged that people should spend more time away from it. Like this is with this emergence of like the chat GPT and all this like AI, um, you know, like now is the time to spend less time as far as I'm concerned, like stop enabling the refinement of your avatar, Mm -hmm. um, unless it's going to benefit you in some way. Um, you know, but I, I still think. But is it, is it a deep benefit? Yeah. I don't know. For the most part, or, you know, you know, I don't know. Some people, some people listening to this aren't going to be convinced and they're going to live in the avatar world and, um, when they spend time in the real world, it'll be, you know, having a good time as often as they can, but they're just going to maximize pleasure and stay inside that world, mm-hmm. you know, and then some people will, will hear the rationality behind what I'm saying, but what I, but like, I'm just convinced that the further you try to domesticate our minds, the higher the likelihood of your mind and your body just revolting at some point, 
and injecting some sort of um, adversity or chaos because we just, as a species, we need to experience that. Um, and if you're just all avatared out all the time, eventually you're, well, you're also, you're getting that big dopamine and yeah. all, all the crazy stuff, but like you're not getting the physical side of the, of the tax. Eventually that's going to come, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it just, it will in anybody's life. My, my whole thing is spend as little time on there as possible. Um, I was saying this to my buddy Nate yesterday that I find myself, even when I'm in my house, most of the time when I'm in the house, I'm staring out of a window, you know, like I stand at my back door, you know, next to the kitchen, the big glass door, and I'm just staring out the window all the time. Cause, uh, I don't know. It's just more entertaining out there. <laughs> you know, there's a lot. There's I've a been lot doing the on. same thing with all the birds too lately and everything. Yeah, and all the animals are out and active. There's almost always something to see going on. I mean, on it's a there. gauge for the wind, Yeah, you know, like I, you can watch the trees move around yeah. and, you start wondering about, you know, like, like how a willow tree is just so poorly suited for um, marsh areas that uh, that get ripped with wind. You know, like they have real shallow roots and they're these big bulbous yeah. trees uh, and the wind can grab all of them and yeah. just really knock the crap out it's of like them. But then you have these like really tall oaks and uh, maples and they're more like Q-tips. You know, like the wind just goes right around it. Yeah. And they 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 hand they got deep roots. It, yeah, it's impressive how some some of the trees are able to stay up. And... Like the uh, the willows are like well suited for inside of like canyons and stuff like mm. that. Same thing with like aspens and birches, and they're all kind of yeah. Where you start thinking get, that's or... you just start to to think about stuff like that. Looking out there, um, I don't know. It just captivates me. It's um, but yeah, it's the that's. That's been my my deep thoughts for this past week is just trying to encourage more uh, participation in local stuff. And I can tell you this much, too. If you're looking for something to get involved in, um, before long, I'm going to be advocating uh, some uh, lower river type of stuff. And I'll I'll get to that in future podcasts once those plans are sweet are worked out. So. Well, yeah, let's call it then. Uh, Have a good week, everyone. Tight lines. See ya. If you want top quality jigs and jig heads, look no further than JDO Lure Co. I offer a variety of jigs. If you love smallmouth, then the Ned Rig heads and swim bait heads are for you. Pair them with your favorite soft plastic and get ready to catch fish. If you love largemouth, I also produce top notch quality skip and flipping jigs, wire tied, and with a custom bait keeper made with premium gamagatsu hooks, powder coat finish to ensure durability, and each jig made by myself by hand. Check out my lures on Instagram at JDO Lure Co. at JD underscore outdoors 1773. You can also catch my stuff in action on my YouTube channel, JD Outdoors.